Welcome back to the Barnabas Speaks Podcast. I'm your host, Cloyd Brown. Thank you for coming back for another week. And we're going to get started in just a second. But as I promised, I have my public service announcement. November is right around the corner. Election day is November the 6th. That is the time for midterm elections. And I want to encourage all my listeners to make sure that one, that you're registered to vote because you are running out of time to register, but also to make sure that you are studying and to prepare for who you're going to vote for. Begin to look at the, the candidates, both on your, your local, your state, and your the national uh, forefront or election uh, ballot or ticket. Make sure that you are looking at them and checking them out and reading, researching them and find out how, whether they align with your beliefs. Don't just be blinded by parties, whether it is your Democratic, whether you are a Republican or whether you are liberal or independent. Make sure that you're studying and preparing for this. Voting matters, but not just blindly voting, but we must be as Christians, as believers, as citizens of, of the kingdom of God, but also having dual citizenship in the uh in America, uh, United States, we must remind ourselves that we must be intelligent and conscious voters. We cannot just go in there in the booth and just go down the party line. We must ensure that we're doing what's best for our our belief system, for our, our communities, and for the people that we touch and, and make sure that we are voting what we believe, not just what our, what our campaign or rather our party says. So I'm imploring you, November 6th is voting day. That is the time for midterm election. That's when we uh, vote about senators. That is the time for uh, local state gov- governors and lieutenant governors and things of that nature. So make sure that you are ready to vote uh, because your vote matters. Your, vote, your voice counts. And I could not employ you anymore than I am now, it's very important to me that you would vote, that you take consideration to what's going on in your community and how you can improve your community. And part of it starts with voting. Another part starts with your action, but part of it starts with voting. And voting is a form of action. So, remember, November 6th, Tuesday, November 6th, is the day that we are electing our our state representatives, our national representatives, and also our local representatives. So kind of begin to look at that and begin to make sure that you are involved in the political process. Now, we are ready for this week's episode of the Barnabas Speaks podcast. Remember that the Barnabas Speaks podcast is a power, podcast about encouragement, a podcast about empowerment, and a podcast about faith. I'm a faith man. Once again, I am your host, Cloyd Brown. If you're not familiar with me, I will give you a little background. I am a preacher, I am a husband, I am a father, and I'm a child of God. I love God, and I love to talk about God, but I also am an encourager about empowerment. Part of the reason why this, this, not this episode, but this podcast is called the Barnabas Speaks Podcast is because one time my my mentor, my brother, my friend, Kevin, uh, Reverend Kevin Hill, he informed me that I had a Barnabas spirit. And he, knowing me, knows that I, I like to know what people are saying. So I looked it up and Barnabas means son of encouragement. 
And I realized that he was right. I do have a heart and a spirit for encouragement. So that's what this podcast was birthed out of that that Barnabas nickname. And so I am I am your Barnabas today. And I hope that uh, what we are speaking about today would encourage you, that it would empower you, that it would excite you into action. And all of, among all other things that I am, I am also a published author. In December of 2017, I had the opportunity. I was blessed. God opened up doors that I would write a book. And I released it on in the, December 15th of 2017. It was a, a process of writing it. And that is what this episode is about, the process. Uh, we've, we're in a series. Like I said, I have a rhythm. And each month, I kind of have a series. And this series is based off the book title, which is called The Becoming. The book's title is called The Becoming, Helping the Christian Disciple Gain a Practical Perspective on Their Relationship with Christ. The Becoming, Helping the Christian Disciple Gain a Practical Perspective of Their Relationship with Christ. If you'd like to order a copy, I would encourage you to go to Amazon.com and look up The Becoming and look up my name, Cloyd S. Brown Jr., and you will be able to order your copy for $10 plus shipping handling. Now, if you want a signed uh, autographed copy of the book. I will give you the details at the end of this podcast. So you have to listen up to figure out how you can get a signed copy of The Becoming. So let us start. Last week, we did a, a brief introduction of The Becoming. And this week, we're going on to the next the next juncture of this and the next part of Becoming. And this week's uh, topic or subject is the process. Now, if you if you have my book, you realize that that is not the next chapter. The next chapter is stages of relationships, but the stages of relationships are just the process of becoming. And so, if you if you have not read my book, the the premise, the base scripture of the book is going to be found in Ephesians chapter five, Ephesians chapter five, and it really is a very uh, brief verses, verses thirty one through thirty two, and this is the basis and the the uh, the thrust of my book if you will, the scriptural emphasis. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united with his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about the Christ and the church. Once again, that's Ephesians 5, 31 through 32, coming from the NIV, from the New International Version. So, the process, or the stages of relationships, if you are following along in the book now, I wrote this book to give new Christians, uh, seasoned Christians, and uh, just Christians just in general, an understanding of what their relationship with Christ is like. Uh, as I said last week, it's often that you find that people enter in their relationship with Christ and they, they walk down the altar, they, they find him in their room, and they, uh, they enter into a relationship and say, I believe! And now I am a Christian. And the challenge with that is, is that we say, yes, you believe you're saved. You believe that Jesus Christ uh, is the son of God and that he died for you on the cross. And on the third day, he rose again and with all power in his hand. Now he sits on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. If you believe that in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you are saved. And that's what we tell you. And then we give you, maybe we give you a certificate. Maybe you get baptized. Maybe you get anointed. You get uh, oil put on you. You get all those different things, and then we say, all right, go and sin no more. But we don't teach you how to live. We don't teach you how what it is to be a Christian. 
the only time that you really find out what it is like to be a Christian is when sometime, when somebody is telling you that's not what Christians do. Or when someone is telling you that what you're doing is wrong, but that is an invalid way of teaching you. That is not a, a proper way of showing you how to be a Christian. And the reality is that we, while we are born into the body of, of, of Christ as we, as if you follow the scriptures and uh, you'll find Jesus talking to Nicodemus and he said that a man must be born again. And Nicodemus is now confused and he says, can a man enter his mother's belly, come out of the womb more than once? What God, what Christ was really speaking of was a spiritual rebirth. And if we think about birth, we think about becoming a baby it is a nine month process. It is a nine month process. Really, if you think about it, it's about 10 months. It's a 10 month process. And then sometimes babies come early, sometimes babies come late, but it's a process. And so it's not as if uh, a man and a woman lay down and they conceive and the, the, or the, 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 the sperm enters into the egg and, it, and, it, and it, they conceive and boom, it's automatically a baby. No, it, it takes time and it takes time to process through the, the, the stages of gestation and then the baby is born and it now has become a baby and then as from a baby it becomes an infant and from an infant it becomes a toddler from a toddler it becomes an adolescent and, and it goes on so on and so on but you're always becoming even if it, even if we you are now born again, you must now become this thing that God has called you to be. You become a, a, a child of God, and 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 while you're you're always a child, but you're still becoming. You're still learning. You're still walking through it. And the reality is that I'm always going to give you two sides of this. I'm going to give you my the faith perspective. I'm, I have to give you the faith perspective, but then I have to give you how this faith perspective applies to your life, even beyond just your relationship with Christ. But the, I, I must start off with the relationship with Christ, and I must tell you that this is a process. Just like my book says, it stages of relationship. I talked about courtship and I'm and I talked about the uh, the the engagement, uh, the, the proposal and the engagement and the, and the, the wedding and the marriage and life after marriage. And I talk about these different things in, in this book, but I'm talking, I'm, I'm using relational terms, but I'm really talking about your relationship with Christ and how each step, each step is a process. And you graduate through the process to another part of the process. And what I'm trying to tell you, beloved, is that, that there, there is no, okay, I, I, I've been born again and now everything's okay. No, now you just have a new name and now God has named you. Now he has given you his name, but now you have to learn what it means to carry that name. You have to learn what it means to be of Christ. You have to learn what, what it means for you specifically. What is your relationship with Christ like? I'm becoming the bride of Christ. I am becoming the bride of Christ. I don't have it all together today, but I'm becoming. There's some things that I'm really good at. And so you, you ask me to come and pray for you. I'm really good at that. You ask me to stand on faith. I'm really good at it. But there's going to be some pro some things that I, that I have to process through earlier in my life. I had to process through struggling with, with sexual immorality and, and struggling with, with uh, pornography and struggling with masturbation. And I, had, and I, and I, I struggled through these things. 
And I had to become where I am now. Where I am now is not where I was year, a few years ago. I'm telling you that, the, that, that is, it is a process. And I had to process my way through it. But the beauty of this is that in any relationship, even as you're becoming one flesh, even as you're becoming, uh, 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 as you're courting and you're becoming to the stage of, 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 of proposal and you're coming to the stage of engagement, you're not doing it alone. No, 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 you're not doing it alone. First off, you have Christ that is walking with you and he's going to teach you what it is to be his bride. But the, the reality of it is that you must allow yourself to be processed. You must allow yourself to go through the stages and the challenge is, is that we are, invite you into the, 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 the kingdom of God. Uh, we, we lead you to Christ. And then we want you to skip from the point of now uh, conception or from birth and go straight to marriage. We want you to go from, hey, I have now accepted Christ, but now... Now, tomorrow, I expect you to be this perfect Christian and to know exactly what Christ wants from you. And that is not fair. It's not fair for me to put that on you because that's not how I've gotten there. And I'm not saying I'm like Paul. I don't want you to think that I have attained it. I've obtained it. But I am pressing towards the mark. But the thing about it, the press is the process. You are going to press through these things. You're going to push through some things. It's going to be some things that you have to struggle through. It's going to be some things that are going to be tough. If you think about the process of a woman giving birth, and there's some things, there's some pains that they have to go through, and there's some pains they have to go through before they get to joy. It's going to be some things that are tough because you have to realize that, that in your process of living life, you have picked up some things along the way. You picked up some habits that 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 are not of Christ. You you picked up some uh, some perspectives that are not of Christ. You have picked some uh, some ways of approaching things that are not of Christ. You picked picked up some ways of talking that are not of Christ. You have picked up some ways of 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 of, of living that are not of Christ. And the only way that 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 we can get you to where you need to be is to allow you to go through the process of becoming like Christ. There's a process and stages and you cannot skip the process. It is a process, beloved. It is a process. There are stages to this thing. I can't just say, this is Christ, accept him, and I have not told you anything about Christ. Imagine, I want to continue on my analogy, imagine you are my friend who happens to be a woman, and I introduced you to this man. I said, this is your husband. Go and marry him. You would look at me like I'm, like I'm crazy because you realize that there is a process, that there's, there's there some things that have to happen. There has to be some conversation. There has to be some courtship that has to happen. You realize that you cannot skip from, from meeting to marriage because you realize that there has to be some courtship, there has to be some conversations, there has to be some 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 compatibility tests and figuring out what what can, what should go and what should stay. This is all in relationships, and what I am telling you is the same thing in your relationship with Christ. And so, what I want to do is I want to free you, beloved, from allowing people to put this pressure on you to be somewhere where you're not there yet. And I'm not saying to settle where you are, but what I'm saying is, don't. 
Don't beat yourself up because you haven't stopped smoking weed. Don't beat yourself up because your language is not where you want it to be. Don't beat yourself up. Don't put this pressure on you because you got saved yesterday and you don't know all 66 books of the Bible. It's okay. There's a process for you getting to know who Christ is and allowing him to know you, but also allow him to teach you about you. There's going to be some times in a relationship, if ever we're, we're still using that analogy that's still parallel, in some relationships that your significant other will teach you about you. Because some, the reality is, is that as you're becoming one flesh, this person now becomes a mirror to you because they get to see you how you can't see yourself. Did you hear what I said? They get to see you how you can't see yourself. You can't see yourself that way. You can't see it. At, at, like, like no matter how much you, you think that you're being introspective, there's going to be some things that only God can teach you about yourself. There's some things that God can. Let's go to Peter. Now, Peter and now and Jesus are talking and he says, Peter, before the rooster crows three times, I mean, for the rooster crows, rather, you're going to deny me three times. And Peter says, no, I won't. I would never do that. And then sure enough, Peter denies Christ three times before the rooster crows. And then he realized that what God was trying to do is reveal something about me that I had some still some growing to do. I'm not perfect. And I had some growing to do. But Christ was showing me me. There's something that God is going to have to show you about you. And I know that you don't want to hear it. I know you feel like that you know everything there is to know about you. But until you get to know Christ, you won't really get to know you. You won't know all your idiosyncrasies. You won't know some of the things that you have to struggle with. But as you begin to know yourself, you'll know how to grow yourself. As you begin to know yourself, you'll know how to grow yourself. And the beauty of it is, is that you're not really growing yourself because who you're allowing to get to show you who you are is helping you grow. As you reveal, allow God to reveal who you really are to you, he will reveal growth to you as well. There's something that you just don't know about yourself or that you know, but you've been, you have, you've been fighting the truth about it. But it's a process, beloved. There's going to be some places of struggle. I promise you there's going to be some places of struggle. I don't have it all together. I don't read my Bible how I should. I, I, don't, I don't pray as long as I probably should. I don't fast as much as I could. I have some thoughts that, that are not like him. I get angry sometimes too. Me and, me and my, my wife, we have disagreements that, 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 that could be avoided. Yeah, yeah. I... We have some, we had some, we have and had some financial troubles too. We don't have it all together. We have not yet attained. We are still pressing. It's still, we're still in the process. We're still in the process. First Corinthians tells us now we see through a glass darkly, but then we shall know fully. We won't really know Christ and what it means to truly be his bride until we until we, we move from this plane to the next. We, there's no one on this earth that has, has fully completed their process. Listen to Jesus. Jesus has a process. And while he's on the cross and when he gives up the ghost, he said, it is finished.
your process is not finished, beloved. I don't care if you've been saved for one day or, or 20, 35, 45 years. You have not completed the process. And the moment you try to skip from 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 step one, from, from the courtship of, of relationship all the way to marriage, you're missing a valid point, a, a valid part of the of, of your process. The process is the gift. Oh, please hear me. The process is the gift because the process is the gift. The stages that you go that you have to go through. And for for this book, it is it is the courtship, it is the, the proposal, it is the the, the, the marriage. But then even after the marriage, there's life after that. But in this is where memories are made. In this is where you be, where God begins to reveal himself to you. In the courtship is when you, you, your husband or your wife be, was revealing themselves to you. And you begin to know them as they truly are. Is Abraham now is now... Going up the mountain to prepare to sacrifice his son. He wasn't considered a friend of God yet. We know him as a friend of God, but he wasn't considered faithful then. Not just yet. He wasn't considered the, 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 the father of, of, of nations yet. But he takes his son Isaac up to be sacrificed. And as he's taking his son up, Isaac says... Father, I see the wood, I see the fire, I see the altar, but where's the lamb? Where's, where's the, where, where's the sacrificial lamb? And, and this is what Abraham says. He says, God will provide. That's what it says in English, but what it says is Jehovah Jireh. And as he is as he puts Isaac down to be sacrificed, God stops his hand and says, look over there. I, I don't know if there's an animal there and you could use that instead of your son because I know that you won't hold anything from me. This is that faith. And then he, he, he now meets God as a provider. Now he knows God as Jehovah Jireh because God has revealed himself as a provider to him. But if he never takes the time to go through the process, to walk up the mountain, to listen to God, and to become friends with God, he will never know God as a provider. But it was in the process that he began to learn and, be, and God is beginning to reveal himself to to Abraham it is in the process that God will begin to reveal you, reveal himself to you it is in the process of becoming they are, these stages are necessary the stage of courtship is necessary the stage of proposal is necessary they're necessary beloved they're beloved but they're necessary. It's necessary, beloved. It's necessary. The, st the process is necessary. And if you don't allow yourself to go through the process, you're robbing yourself of revelations from God. You are robbing yourself from revelations from God. And if I, if I begin to press my relationship with God on you, you will only know God as a second person witness. 
You 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 know him by word of mouth, but you won't know him as he is to you. There's plenty of people. I won't say plenty of people. There are people that could probably tell me about my wife. They probably could have told me before we got married. And whether it was positive or negative, they probably could have told me. And for them, they would have been correct. For them, for their relationship with my wife, they would have been correct. But for me, they would have been wrong. Because their experience with my wife is not my experience with my wife. Because as I got to know her, she revealed herself to me in a different way than she revealed herself to them. And I'm not just talking about an intimate relationship. I'm talking about just in general. Her friends can tell me about her. Her, 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 ex, her ex-boyfriend or so can tell me about her. Her mother can tell me about her. Her father can tell me about her. Her sister can tell me about her. But none of that would have been the, the part of the process of me getting to know her. Beloved, you have, to, you have to think that this process is necessary because if I allow, whether positive or negative, if I allow people to continuously tell me about my wife and tell me who she is and what she is and what she's like, what she dislikes, what she likes, I may make a decision based on their perspective and it can be the wrong decision because I'm not seeing her from my perspective. I'm seeing them through their lens and I have never formed a relationship. So if I jump from, from the point of, of, of meeting her and forget the process of courtship and forget the process of, of proposal and forget the process of, 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 the, of the wedding and we, we go straight into marriage. We go straight into marriage. We go straight there. We just, we're just married. Oh, man, I did not expect to say this. This is why God tells us to wait to marriage to have sex. Because if we jump over the process and we begin to live already like we're married, we don't have a chance to truly see this person for who they are. We don't know them. We, but we begin to know them as if they're our, our, our wife or our husband, but we don't know them. We don't. Because we have not taken the time to go through the process so that way they can reveal who they are and I can reveal who I am or, 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 or yeah, I can reveal who I am and then I allow the revelation of both of us to help us to make a decision. Beloved, it is a process. Now, I told you that that, that it's, I'm going to show you on the faith side about your relationship with Christ, but I want to show you on the empowerment side. Everything that you have that you're trying to go through has a process. There was a process to writing this book. I wrote this book. I think I wrote it in 2014. Well, I started writing it in 2014. Now, hear me. I began writing it in 2014. I did not release it in public. It was not published to 2017. It was a process. 
As I was writing my book, I wrote my book, what I thought I had as a book, I thought was good, good material, and I sent it to the publisher, not the publisher, rather, the editor, and the editor chopped it up, and then she, when she sent it back, I had to sit back, go back and say, what, what am I trying to say with the book? And then I, I wrote it, and I sent it back to her, and she's like, this is better, but let's go ahead and get a different kind of flow. She sent it back, and I worked on it some more, and I gave it, she's like, this is it. Now, after that, that is just part of... The first part of the process, there's still more process to happen before it becomes the book. And so now I've taken that. Now I have to try to find a publisher. I have to find someone that's going to publish my book. Now, I go and I send off my manuscript and I'm waiting for them to respond. And they, they, it takes a while to come back and say, hey, we want to write your book. Okay, they give me an offer. I have to decide whether this offer is, is worth my book, the the, the 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 offer, and what I'm trying to do align. And I waited. They gave me another offer. I sent it. Gave the money. And then the process was to make sure that we had the money to pay for it. So we had that. That was a process. We get the money to pay for it. And I and I did not prepare to give this testimony, but here here we go. So we give we give the money. So this is 2016 that I give them the money. It's 2016. I give them the money. We get the book ready. They say, we're going to sign you, a project manager, this, this, and that. And I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. All right, man, we assigned you a new project manager, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. All right, man, we signed you a different project manager. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. The company goes bankrupt. The company goes bankrupt. Now, this is all part of the process. It's not the process that I wanted to go through, but this is part of the process. The reality is that whatever, you, whatever your dreams are, whatever your goals is, you don't get to decide how your process goes. You just have to walk through your process. You don't get to decide whether it's going to be good or bad, whether you're going to waste your money or not, whether, whether the business is going to succeed the first time or fail. You don't know what is going to happen. The company goes bankrupt. And I don't, I can't get a refund of my money. And what, what you don't realize is that I have not told you yet that we scraped that money together. We limped to get that money together. And, and we really didn't have the money for it, but we took a risk. And so now I have to go back and tell my wife. After we scrounged our money together for this book. That we lost all our money. And then so I, I, I go into a state of, I would say a depression not over my whole life, but about this book. And people are asking me, oh, when the book's coming out, what's going on, this is that. And I'm ashamed to tell them that I lost my money, the company went bankrupt. And I don't really have the money for a lawyer at this time because we were going through our own transition. We were going through a whole, we were going through several processes at this time. And we lost the money, and I'm like, man, maybe this book will never go about. So I began to look for a different publisher. And because this was a Christian publisher, it kind of put, it kind of soured my mouth to Christian publishers. I was, if I'm being honest, I was skeptical about going back through another Christian publisher. And so I took a break. I just stepped back, and I prayed about it, and I thought about it, and I just, I'm like, man, God, I, okay. And so... I started Googling one day. Uh, it was after, uh, it was probably around April of 2017. 
and I started Googling, and like, I got to get this book off the ground. I have to, I have to get this book. And so I was talking to my uh, editor, and she was suggesting uh, she suggested some small because I was looking at two different options. I was looking for like a a small business publisher, or thinking about self publishing. And a few years ago, I, I was warned against self publishing, and I and so I looked up the the uh, the pros and cons. This is all part of the process. I looked at the pros and cons of of self publishing your book. And using somebody else. And so <laughs> I go on Amazon and I end up publishing my book through Amazon. And God said to me, I want you to look at the publisher and how well you felt like they did for you, for the people that you know has written, that, that wrote their books through this publisher. You can do that. And so. I took care of the marketing myself. Uh, most of our marketing was through self-public, not through publish, but through uh, social media. I had a, uh, I, I paid for a, uh, a, what is what I looking for? A basically a, a, a five, a ten second commercial, uh, not like a TV commercial, but like a, a audio commercial to go on social media and to put out there. And then I, uh, I paid for a class on social media marketing. I sat down and paid for the class for social media marketing. I uh, I looked at different options of printing, having my book printed, and this is the way it came. This is this is how it came about. I I found someone that could design a cover. I, I found a, a cover designer. Uh, I found and I and then I, I let a couple people read my book and I prepared it for release. And that's that was a process. But every step, and I and I kind of brushed through the 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 the, uh, the process of of self publishing, but because that was a process in itself, there was so much that I had to do. I had to resize the book. I had to figure out what color I wanted the pages. I had to figure out how what I wanted to do for a, a book cover. I had to figure out, oh man, this is not good. I, I went through several. I, even so, let I wanted to tell you about my process. Okay, so continue. Even the title, the original title of the book was. Becoming the Bride of Christ. And I gave it to, and I, and I told my spiritual mother, uh, and she said, you may not want to name your book that because it may limit men from reading it. And I didn't think, look, I'm, I'm being all spiritual minded, like, oh man, this is good, man. I'm, I'm going to kill him with this. Uh, this is how I felt. Yeah, this is going to be good. And she gave me a different perspective. Now understand this. As a man, I felt like as a Christian man, because I was thinking so spiritual and I couldn't see outside this box and I still had to go through this process because I was I was thinking so spiritual. I like, mean, everybody can understand what it is. But then I realized that that's not your audience. And so I took now look, get this. It took a woman to give me a perspective that a man might have. Now, now get that me being a man, you would have thought I thought of that. But because I was so, at that time, I was so spiritual. And I knew that I was going to kill him with this book. But it was a process. There was a process. The book didn't just become the book. There was a process inside of each process. I'm telling you, beloved, that there's a process inside of each process. So even in the courtship, there's a, there's a process. In, in, the, uh, in, in the, the, the proposal, there's a process. In the marriage, there's a process. And the, the, the living in marriage, it is a process. 
It is a process, beloved. And then, and then you have to allow yourself to the ability to go through it. You have to allow yourself room to grow in the process. I don't know who I'm speaking to now, but whatever your is, whatever it is right now, you're in the process and you're thinking about giving up and you're thinking about quitting and you're trying to figure a way around the process, but there's no way around it. There's no way around that you're going to have to take your time and do your studying and to really understand what it is to it, it means to, to, to pay taxes for your business. There's no way around it. That's part of the process. You have to allow yourself the, the, the room for growth in your process. But the, the whole point of the process is you get to learn a little more. I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about the process of, of, of publishing. I learned about uh, creating a cover. I learned about what is uh, what it is to actually create a book and how to, to market it towards your audience. I learned all these different things. Allowing myself, even sometimes begrudgingly, to go through the process. Because there's no avoiding it. You cannot avoid these stages. You cannot avoid it. In fact, you cannot afford to avoid it. Because if you avoid the process, you'll miss a lesson that, you, that will help you for the next step of the process. T.D. Jake says it like this. If you think about levels, if you're at the top of the level that you are now, when you leave from the top of that level and you move to the next level, your ceiling on your previous level is the ground, is the floor on your next level. And you need everything that you learned on the previous level, on the previous stage, to be able to, to navigate through the next one. You think of, I think about a video game, and uh, let me let me think. I want to use something else. Uh, I'll use the Air Force, and so and it's kind of like a, a Karate Kid wax on wax off type thing. And so when I was in the Air Force, we go through basic training, and I would say something as simple as going through the the Chow Hall line. That's they call it, Chow Hall, Dine of Tilly, or DFAC. And so when we were going through, we had to put our hands, we would say, let's just say knife hands, flat onto our tray and slide it. We take the plate, put it back, and slide it down. That's how we did it. And it seemed pretty dumb. Like, why are we doing this? But not realizing the knife hand is the same way that we salute. But at the same time, it's also teaching us to sidestep. And so one day, he said, my, my, my T.I. said, make, make, make the knife hand that you do your plate, not salute. Or like you do your tray. All right, now take the steps that you would normally take when you're getting uh, your food in the cafeteria. Oh, that's your sidestep. See that cadence, same cadence. It was a process that taught us how to navigate through the next step of the, the, the next level. Everything has levels and is a process. And you must go through it. So maybe you, you are looking to start a business. And maybe you started a restaurant and it failed. At least you thought it failed. It, it, it didn't go like you wanted to. 
But in that, you learn how to apply for business loan. You learn how to uh, do a payroll. You learn how to balance your books. You learned all these different things. And it felt like you learned all this, you did all this, and it failed. But now you have experience in doing these things. And now you get a call from a friend and say, hey, I'm doing this startup and I need someone to be my partner. I'm funding everything, but I've never done this before. And now you teach your friend how to do this and you walk your friend through this. And then you realize then someone else and then he talked to someone and said, hey, when I started this, I had a friend that kind of walked me through this. And he said, hey, let me, let me introduce you to my friend. And he kind of walked me through it. And then boom. And now you become a startup, a startup business consultant. All based off of the process you went through. Struggling. And what you, thought was a, what you thought was a failure revealed that you had a skill that may not have gotten you to have your own restaurant. But you picked up skills along the, uh, along the way in the process that helped you to create a different kind of business that you didn't even see. But the process revealed something about you. And it allowed you to now say, you know what, I'm going to start my own startup business consultancy. And now you have your own consultant agency. And now you're getting calls left and right. And now from there, you're going to you're going to speak at different events and now you're on a bigger stage and you're bigger network and this is not even what you thought it would be but it was all part of the process and you, you learned this you you got this revelation of what you were good at and or who you were by allowing yourself to go through the process to try and to fail you allowed yourself to try and to fail but while you were failing quote unquote while you were failing you were learning what have you learned through your failures? This uh, Last month we talked about perspective. So now I want you to take an introspective look. Think about all your failures. All the things that you felt like you stumbled through. All the things that you felt like you didn't learn that well. All the things that you didn't want to do. And begin to look at it like this. Man, what did I learn in that? No, 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 no. Not just in the failure. Because sometimes we look at the failure like, I need to get a lesson out of the failure. You do need to get a lesson. But they, the problem is that you sometimes don't gather the, look at the successes within that failure. Now, I was in the Air Force for 10 years. Really, technically, I was in the Air Force for nine years and nine months. Let me be exact, uh, because they're not going to give me those extra months. But anyway, uh, I was in the Air Force for nine years and nine months. My job by trade was an aircraft mechanic. I was a hydraulic systems aircraft mechanic. For you guys... Sometimes I was supposed to say airplane. I was an airplane mechanic. Uh, and so that was my primary duty. But along the way, I picked up different things. I learned how to be an office manager from when I was my time in honor guard. I also learned how to be an office manager from my time as a, the executive support staff. I also, I also learned HR functions from working on the ex, executive support staff. Now, these are all additional duties. These were not in the, you quote unquote, in my my job description are part of my 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 specialty. If you look up my specialty code, the only thing you're going to find out is about aircraft maintenance. But that in and itself was not everything I learned. Not everything that I had. 
And so I did my nine years and my nine months. And but part of my process of going through the Air Force, I picked up different skills and different trades to which that I begin to perfect. And now as I am looking for for uh, as I'm in employment now, as I'm looking for improvements and I'm looking to to start my own businesses and things of that nature. I now can take those skills, those skills that are not quite within my AFSC or my specialty code, but the things that I learned and I, that I, I became proficient at along the process of becoming, of walking through my Air Force career, I can now take those things and now apply them to my, one, to my resume, but two, to my, my, my tool bag of experience. So now I have practice. I have over, I have four years of office management. I have four years of HR just from just just from working in, in, in the Air Force. I know how to do evaluations. I, I know how to how to 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 take care of people's leave and their uh, their, their family, uh, their family leave. And I, I know how to do all those different things based on my time in the Air Force, which these things did not were not part of my my primary job description, but I picked it up along the way and I began to master them. And so maybe I didn't always like being an aircraft mechanic, but and maybe I didn't always like being in the Air Force and maybe I didn't always feel it was as rewarding as I wanted it to be. But during that time, as I processed my way to that part of my life, as I went through that process, I picked up all skills and, 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 and trades along the way that are beneficial to me now. And the thing about it is, when I went into the Air Force, none of those things were the thing. I'll tell you exactly. I can give you my list of things that I wanted to do in the Air Force. I wanted to finish my degree. I wanted to travel the world. I wanted to uh, be in a better financial state. And I, and I, I just I wanted stability. I got all of those things, but then I got some more. I got more. I got. I, I ended up with two associate degrees. I ended up with a certification. I ended up with my bachelor's degree. But I ended up with... I, I, Ended up with years of experience. And while I was getting paid to gain my experience, I got paid to travel. And that's the, it was part of the process. What are you, I'm telling you, you have to look back, beloved. Look back at the things you struggled with. Maybe you went to college and failed. Maybe you went to college and failed. Maybe it didn't go out, go away, but you learned how to, be a public speaker while you were there. You learn how to uh, to be a part of uh, organizations and and you help run uh, meetings. You learn that kind of stuff. Yeah. So okay, maybe it didn't work out the first time, but you have these skills, and you pick those up. That was part of your process, revealing some things that you are good at. I had a friend when I was in college. Uh, he was a business major when I first met him, and he wasn't doing that well. And so while he was in college. He he always, but before college he was always good at drawing. He never thought that that was gonna be his thing, and so he he began to draw. The next thing you know, he's doing tattoo tattoos. The next thing you know, he he changed his major to graphic arts and design, and now he's he's working for different companies doing arts and design. But that's all because he had to. Yes, he, he struggled through business, but the 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 whole part of college is that it is not merely just an an and education in academics, but it's an education socially. And you begin, you, you grow academically and socially in college. And you begin to learn more about yourself. And you have to allow yourself to go through that process of learning more about yourself.
Because it is a process, beloved. It, 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 and I know it feels like I said process. I know I said the process at least 60 times already. But I, I, I have to hammer it in because if I do not hammer it in, if I don't begin to help you understand that the thing that you're going through now and it feels like you're failing now and it feels like you can't get it right. But, if, but I'm telling you there's lessons in there that you have to grasp. So that way that you can go to the next stage, the next level, the next dimension, whatever word you want to use, the next part of your process to be able to complete, to compete, but also to be able to be proficient at your next level. You can't do it without going through this process. You don't just become. You don't, it's not just like one day that you, one day you're not and the next day you are. You're becoming beloved. And becoming is 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 a uh, a way to say process. If I say that you became, that means that you already are. But if I said that you that that you are becoming, it means that you are in the process of going through and being what you're supposed to be. But you're not there yet, and you have to allow yourself to go through it. Go through each stage. And master it. Master what you're supposed to master in that process. Allow yourself to be, allow God to reveal yourself and Himself to you. You'll find yourself in God if you allow Him to reveal Himself to you. You'll find what your passions are if you allow the the process of, of failing. To reveal yourself to you. No, you're not going to get it right all the time. But that's part of the process. You cannot skip it. I know you want to just, you, you just, I know you look on Instagram, you look on Facebook, and it seems like it, these overnight success. I was look, listening to a different interviews and different things, and we were talking about Tiffany Haddish. And uh, it was Kevin Hart talking about it, and it also was, uh, not sure many of y'all know the comedian rail. He has a new show on uh I think on Fox. Uh but a lot of people think that she was an overnight success. And social media will do that to you because now that she's popping and now that everyone gets to see her and everybody's laughing and she's in everything. But they said she's been doing comedy for 15 years. And a lot of people didn't see her in that process, but they see her now. And it, that's, the, that's the challenge with social media and, 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 and cameras that you don't get to see people through the process. Only thing you get to see is their snapshots, not realizing that they've been working and busting their butt through this thing. But they allow themselves to, to, to go through this, this, these stages, these stages of becoming, these stages of, of, of processing, these, these levels and these these. these these hurdles, they, they allowed themselves to go through and realize that they had to work them their way up. And now when you see them, you see this success and you think that all you have to do is get a camera and a YouTube channel and all of a sudden, boom, it's there. But it's a process. It takes time. I felt like I kind of yelled there, my bad. Uh, but it takes time. It takes work. It takes dedication. It takes dedication to, to, to growth. It takes dedication to revelation. It takes dedication. And to say, I'm dedicated to this thing. I'm dedicated enough to see it through. And if I do stumble, I'm going to gather everything that I need to get from that stumble. And you have to say, God, what did you want me to learn 
while I was on in this stage? While I was in this process, what did you want me to learn? What I learned by writing this book, I learned a lot of things about myself. Besides the fact that I, like, I love learning, I love writing. I learned that I didn't need as many people as I thought I needed. That there's a lot of things that I could do and I could learn just from reading and researching. And now that I've learned that through my failures and my struggles and my depression and my financial problems, I can teach someone else. Beloved, the process is there to teach you. The stages are there to teach you. They're there to reveal who God is to you, but also who you are. Don't abort the process, because when you abort the process, you abort the end. When you abort the process, you abort, you abort the end. There's no way that a woman can give birth without going through the process of pregnancy. It's just no way. You cannot go from conception to birth without going through those nine months. Not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Because the baby's not mature enough. My final story and then we'll close it out. I was born a month early. When you're born that, that much early, they call you're called a premature baby. And so after I was born, I had to I kinda I had to spend some time in the hospital in the incubator. The reason why I had to spend my time in the incubator because I was not, as crazy as sound, I wasn't mature enough. I wasn't processed enough. I hadn't completed all the stages enough to last on my own. So I needed help. I needed the process. I needed to complete the process. I needed something to help me to complete the process. I needed something to help me mature. I needed something to help me finish the stages of pregnancy. I was born premature because my, my body, my mind was not premature, was not mature enough. If you skip, try to skip ahead, you'll realize that you're not mature enough. That you're not, you haven't been processed enough. That you haven't learned enough to stand in the place of being. To stand in the place as the bride of Christ. Allow yourself to become. But the only way to allow yourself to become is to go through the stages and to allow yourself to be processed. Until next week, beloved. God bless you and God love you. Hey there, family. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Barnabas Speaks podcast. Once again, I'm your host. And as always, I would like to open up the opportunity for you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you have any questions about what salvation is, or you have some questions about what having a relationship with Christ is and what your relationship with Christ will be like, or you have questions or prayers 
please feel free to reach out to me via my email, which is cloyd.brown at rlcrdu.com. Once again, that email address is cloyd.brown at rlcrdu.com. Even you know how to spell Cloyd, it is C-L-O-Y-E-D. Once again, my name is spelled C-L-O-Y-E-D. Also, I can be reached at any of my social media accounts, which my Facebook is just my name, Cloyd Stephon Brown. My Instagram is at Cloyd Brown, and my Twitter is at Gentleman Cloyd. Even if you don't have a question, I encourage you to get ahead and uh, visit me and tap that follow button. Also, I also mentioned that if you would like to order a book, a signed copy, how would you go about doing it? You would just contact me on any of my methods of contact, whether it's my email, my Facebook, my Instagram, or my Twitter, and we will work something out. Um, I will send, I can send you a payment. We could do it via Cash App, or we could even do it via, I can create a PayPal invoice. So I look forward to hearing from you. If you want a signed copy of The Becoming, helping the Christian disciple gain a practical perspective on the relationship with Christ, reach out to me at your earliest convenience. And finally, do not forget to register to vote. It is voting season. The day for ele election day is November the 6th. So be prepared, do your homework, and study. We must be informed voters. If we are Christian, we it is our civic and Christian responsibility to participate in the election and political process. God bless you and God love you. And never, ever, ever forget to never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. God bless you. God love you.